0: Comment lines open if you do want to get through to us on 086 38 33 55 3 uh, today on the uh, programme. Now we got an email in and um, we got the email in on Tuesday 28th of February which we're only getting to it today. Uh, So everything that we refer to here in this email happened on the Monday, okay. Hello, Keith. I wish to remain anonymous. Yesterday, I decided to bring my dog for a walk in uh, Kappa Park in Noctocara. I always keep my dog on a lead and never let him off for fear of others who may not like dogs or afraid of them. So, out of respect, I keep mine on a lead and I believe all dogs, no matter how well behaved, should be on a lead. I was shocked and disgusted how many people in Kappa Park had their dogs off the leash. As I was walking my dog, I came across loads of dogs off the lead but when they sell my dog, they came towards me, big and small dogs. Some owners didn't give her rats and kept walking. Others called their dogs to them and one woman pretended that it wasn't her dog who came so close to biting my dog and she said it wasn't hers. I was absolutely furious and let a roar as the dogs to go away and he did. The woman just kept walking, then picked up her Poochu and put him in the back of the car. Keeping in mind that there was a football game on, on Monday and so many kids around at the same time, What would have happened if they were attacked? I left after 10 minutes as I didn't feel safe and in case my dog uh, that was on a lead was attacked by another dog who wasn't leashed. I thought it was the law that all dogs should be on a lead. I think all the city council or the dog warden should go out to Capper Park and see for themselves how many dogs are off the lead. It's only a matter of time before somebody is attacked are bitten. Something has to be done about this. I wish for this plea to be read out as I cannot be the only one who finds this behaviour annoying and extremely worrying uh, what some pet owners just don't care. All I wanted to do is walk my dog, take in some fresh air. Instead, I am full of anxiety because of the actions of others. It's a good. That's a good uh, text in there, so it is a good email in there. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, will you let us know, please, and do so straight away uh, to 091 77 0077 or 086 38 553. Now, a new community hospital for TUM is due for completion uh, in a month's time, so it is, but following a meeting of the regional forum. Uh, West last Tuesday, Toomey area councillor and hse Forum member done in announced uh, to us last night some significant changes to health services uh, for the people of Toomey and North Galway. The new 50-bedded community hospital is due for completion this uh, March, this, this month indeed, and will not only home 17 of the residents from RS Wura nursing home, it will also be used as a step-down facility uh, to cater for a bed space in GUH. He joins you on the line. Councillor good morning to you.
1: Uh, good morning, Keith, how
0: are you doing? Good, thanks for joining us uh, today. It's it's a long time since there was beds in the old Bon Secours Hospital and I remember it fondly in June there. When did that close, can I ask you?
1: As do many of your listeners, a lot of us, including myself, were born in it, and I suppose there's a great emotional attachment to the Grove Hospital. But yes, um, the Bonsacours left uh, the hospital in tune there in uh, 2000, and, or sorry, in two, yes, in 2001, I suppose, to concentrate on the private hospital in Galway. Uh, and at that stage, the then, I suppose, Minister for Health, Hall uh, Martin, from much lobbying from, from many people, from, you know, there was a, a very good group in place that lobbied the Minister at that time to purchase the land's uh, from uh, the past old hospital and indeed all the lands uh, from the Western Health Board, which was uh, done by Sheila Ryan at the time, the former CEO of the Western Health Board. So it's we're we're a long time waiting for developments, but in fairness, the 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 size and the developments there has has housed a number of new buildings, including our new ambulance base, our new primary care centre. Uh, we have the new Tune Mental and Disability um, Day Campus Hospital, which is in the Old Grove Building itself, and then uh, and then what we're talking about today is the standalone uh, 50-bed um, community nursing home unit. But the when when that was originally designed. Was designed with a hospital spec, I suppose, to cater for the needs of the community. And and as confirmed at our meeting last Tuesday, Keith, um, you know that we know we now know that uh, that the ha- that the buildings will be finished. Both the Grove by Carey's and and the new hospital by Rattigans will be finished at the end of March. There will be a handover, uh, and and indeed uh, from that then there will be a kit out in April, and hopefully we'll see patients back in there from May. In particular, okay. the the less than twenty patients from from Weir will be moved into the new community
0: nursing home so Can I just clarify then if you don't mind, and I know there was a, a, a decent, a huge gift given, I'll come back to that in a moment, uh, towards this project. Is it a nursing home or a community hospital?
1: It's, it's both. It's, um, so what they have confirmed is it was originally designed as a community hospital that would cater as a nursing home as well, in particular for patients that needed high dependency. So it was more a high dependency unit than, than I suppose in people's minds they would actually think of a standard nursing home. And that's what it was designed for. Now, what has happened in the, in the interim is that we, we now know that there's a shortage of bed space within the community and within the hospitals. So it was confirmed at the meeting on Tuesday that the um, extra beds would be used as a step down facility from the hospital in particular GUH Merlin Park and also used as uh, community beds within the community so people can be uh, diverted straight to the community hospital rather than actually going up for acute care so it's be for non-acute care patients that are looking for it I, I'm sure there's many of your listeners here that have family members that are in GUH and that just needed some to go There was a step down and they may have been sent to nurse homes right throughout the county um, and, and hopefully what we can see now is that those people living I suppose in North Galway in the parts of Mayo and Roscommon that they will see those. People moving into the, okay. the into, the, into well, the community hospital in Tuma, I suppose I hope that's the best way of describing
0: us. So it is a it is a nursing home slash hospital community hospital as well. Yes, Don't done yes. to hospital standard across the board. And we're talking and we were looking here. According, it's between seventeen and twenty people coming out of Araswara and uh, nursing home. That's so right. that leaves a capacity of thirty people that can be. Uh, discharge from GUH or Portioncola or Roscommon indeed, if they're from North Galway. that That's a significant amount of beds to have access to. Is it going to be run by a private entity or the HSE?
1: Absolutely not. It's going to be run by the HSE. And also at our meeting last Tuesday, they confirmed that there will be a, a significant increasing of staff. So we're looking at 44 additional staff uh, on, on top of the the, on top of the almost 30 staff that are existing in ours where so there will be an increase in medical staff of 44 bringing, bringing the total employment uh, in the community hospital itself to up to 70 uh, of medical staff only, which will be nurses, uh, director of nursing, um, you know, uh, se- senior, I suppose, uh, health nursing, senior staff nursing, all those grades, so those will become available and we're, we were told that the, I suppose, the search for tho- that staff will be happening probably from around the middle of April.
0: And can I ask you, just in relation to medical care then, will there be geriatricians, will there be doctors, will there be consultants that can go to this new facility, brand new, purpose built facility, if people need care rather than they being sent into the bustling UHG
1: uh, yes, is the answer to that. There'll be a vast range of services from, you know, from right across the board um, and whatever needs best. But just just to make sure that it won't, it will not be for acute care. So I suppose the, the level of care that's there is more or less is going to facilitate. I suppose the convalescence type of care that you would care that you would find. Yeah, rest yeah, that's convalescence. Yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah, and that's that's what's looking. And I suppose, you know, it will also feed in as well. I see that we have, you know, in the in the in the primary care centre, we have the new X-ray units almost imminently ready to roll out. Hold, uh, on, and on, 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 ha- on, hold on, hold on, hold
0: on, hold on, What do you mean? I, I, it's for as long as I'm. Since that primary care unit opened, they've been talking about putting an x-ray machine into it. Sean Canney, your colleague, uh, has been talking mm. about it. And then when they went to put it in, the room wasn't big enough. And it's owned by an investment company or it's owned by a private company. And they're renting it to the HSC. And, and the x-ray machine couldn't go in because you had to get the owners to agree to it. And then, And it's still not working.
1: All that's done and dusted. We had the Minister Stephen Donnelly on site uh, eight, eight nine weeks ago, and he confirmed there and then. We, we visited the room where it was going. The private pub, the public-private partnership that was, that was in place have signed off on that, and the equipment is being installed as we speak.
0: And when will it be functioning?
1: I would imagine by the time the Community Hospital opens, which would be April.
0: So that means somebody that needs an x-ray or a scan or otherwise an x-ray, more importantly, uh, they don't have to traipse all the way into Merlin Park or up to UHG or over to port Yonkla. It can be done. It can be sent into radiology in UHG. They can read it and determine what happens from there.
1: Exactly, and it can be read. It's 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 one of these state-of-the-art ones that can be read from anywhere in the world. So you'll also have other people, you know, like St James's Hospital, of course, G U H, both both facilities in Merlin and the regional hospital itself. But yes, it's it, it can be done all remotely. Yeah, yeah. You just need the radiographer on site to actually do the X-rays.
0: Hallelujah! Thank God for that for North Galway. And you do think though it will be up and running so by the end of May, roughly?
1: I do. Yeah, I do. That's the commitment that was given by Minister Stephen Donnelly. Yes.
0: So that's the x-ray machine and the community hospital's drug nursing home, that will be. I mean, there was a very kind gift given by a man who did a huge amount of work in North Galway and his trust have given a significant contribution to this.
1: Yeah they did look good I think um, and I, and, and we'll we, we wait for further confirmation of the amounts you know when the buildings are finished but certainly a major thank you to the late Joe and Helen O'Toole who have committed greatly to this I know that uh, Mary Lardner has been deeply involved in, in, in negotiations with it at the time of, of its construction and pricing on behalf of the O'Toole family and to thank her indeed for that and for all her good work but I suppose it's a great day to remember <clears throat> the commitment I suppose and the dedication that Joe O'Toole and Helen indeed have given to the town you know they've run a very successful business here, but they've really pumped money back into the town after their departure. Uh, and, and I suppose it shows what philanthropy can do in, in kick-starting a project like the 50-bed uh, hospital here in Toome, and I suppose they need to be thanked for it. Um, if, if you don't mind, could I just t- t- take a minute, uh, Keith, also uh, to acknowledge indeed the great work that's been done on both on both units uh, by Carey's and Rattigan's and the workers there. I mean, the place looks fantastic. You know, I think since 2001 we're probably going to look at an investment in this area of about £60 between the ambulance base, the primary care centre, the new mental uh, hospital, the new disability uh, unit and indeed now the new community uh, nursing home unit, uh, community hospital. So there's been a significant investment in tune since 2001 and just want to um, thank as well the the HSE executive. This has not been done at a national level, it's been done by our own in-house sales group, a design team led by Arthur Ward, you know, and I think everybody has to be commended for the work that's done. It's a good news story and we we need good news in yeah. Chum, and I suppose you know that's that's it. And, and, and in addition to that on Tuesday, they also announced a new ambulance crew and ambulance for, for chum as well, which, which continues to add to the health campus in the town, and that's most welcome.
0: All right. Uh, thank you, D. Council Donachilladay for joining us uh, today, but well done uh, to the trust set up indeed by Joan Helen O'Toole and Mary Lardner uh, for the kind donation there, and it's a substantial donation. This wouldn't have happened uh, without uh, the late Joe and Helen O'Toole and Mary Lardner as well and uh, Keith uh, this uh, caller said uh, Keith uh, to your email on dogs on a lead if the person who sent the email uh, Google it about dogs on leads while walking trained dogs stay beside their owner and heel when told to do so all of the dogs walked on the streets or roads must be on a lead all he or she has to do is look up uh, look it up besides sending long emails. Enjoy your day, Keith. I don't mind people sending long emails. And, uh, Keith, the same is happening in Dangan Sportsfield as well, with dog owners and their dogs off their leads running all over the place, even though their dog signs erected on the on around the grounds. To keep dogs on a lead, it's not happening. Thank you, Keith, as Calder said. Keith, I totally agree um, with the uh, email writer. I live in Nocticarra. I own a dog. I always keep my dog on the lead, but I always see people walking dogs with no leads. I love your show. Kind regards. That comes from Maureen in Nocticarra. Maureen, thank you. And Keith, I walk every day around the university pitches by the river. Every day there's plenty of dogs and I've never seen any on a leash. Thankfully, I don't have a fear of dogs, but there will be no chance my mother could ever walk there because she doesn't like dogs. There you go. It's 21 minutes past 10 on this Thursday morning. Good morning. Galway Talks,
1: in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish Rangers in store and online at tesco.ie.
0: A very good morning to you. Welcome in to today's uh, programme. The comment lines are open. Dave O'Connell, join, well, he'll, he'll join me in a moment when I do this and this. Uh, but he joins us... Um, shortly, if I did this and this now, rather than reading some of your, your uh, emails coming in today about dogs not being on leads, it certainly has uh, got a huge amount of you talking today. Dave O'Connell joins us, though, uh, with the Conic Tribune headlines, he joins me on the line. Dave, morning to you.
2: Morning, Keith. When I hear my name in the radio, but I didn't hear the phone, <laughs> but there you go, so... <laughs>
0: It's an aid It's an aid thing, or a distraction
2: thing. Sometimes. Oh, it's it's a mutual age thing.
0: Then. A, come here to me. The number of priests in the diocese—you are covering it well today—will be halved over the next decade.
2: Yeah, it will. That's according to uh, Bishop Michael dignan himself, who spoke at Lent this week to our reporter Stephen Corrigan. It's a, it's a revealing interview, if I say so myself. It touches mm. on his own personal journey, but also on the future for the diocese of Galway and Clonfert. Uh, he says that the number of priests across Both dioceses is expected to fall by half in the next 10 years. Now, that's not an astonishing surprise because that has been quantified before. Basically, retirements are are priests in old age and very few vocations. But he he says there are plans for this, and he's saying basically the current structures within the, the church, the way it operates, have become unsustainable. So he's talking about a new path, a sort of new inclusivity, and in essence, a delegation of some of the duties so that the priests fewer though they may be, uh, can serve the people and the parishes to the best of their ability. But it's also, I think, a nice insight into our bishop uh, who comes across as a, a very warm and humane man, and I think people will find that very interesting because we didn't know and don't know a lot about him since he took over. He is a quiet man, uh, but I, I think you get a real feel for him in this uh, piece with Stephen.
0: He is, and it's a lovely piece by Stephen Corrigan. hes I know him since before he came to... Um Galway at all, but he's right. a young man as well, so he is, Dave, a very young well, man. He, so.
2: Keith, everyone is young now, you know, I mean, <laughs> um, it started with the guards, uh, all seemed, <laughs> then the teachers seemed extraordinarily young, and uh, the, the bishops are now younger than us as well. So. There you go.
0: Listen, your lead story is the arson attack on a house in Loch Ray, and you've got extensive coverage there too.
2: Yeah, and this could have been a real tragedy because a grandmother and granddaughter had a very narrow escape after an arsonist broke a window on their home and poured petrol through the broken window before setting the house alight. Uh, Frank Faragher has this story on the front and inside. Uh, The fire began around 1am last Sunday morning. The younger woman had been in the front room of the house at the time of the attack but ran to the back door when she heard the window being broken and that's how and why they made their escape. But... Unfortunately, their dog was burned uh, to death in the place, but really it could have been an awful lot worse.
0: Absolutely. Now, you also have a story indeed where an <coughs> average of 10 patients a day are leaving the emergency department at UHG without being even seen.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, a, a shocking indictment of the crisis when you think of it, because can you imagine actually going to hospital uh, in the first place because you in the belief that you need treatment, and then leaving because you just can't take waiting around any longer. I you know, I, I just think you, you need to kind of process that. as like, Nobody goes to hospital, I would suggest, unless they need to be seen. And to give up is, is just astonishing. Well, CELTA, the, the University Hospital Group confirmed that 3,801 patients left UHG's ED uh, without being attended to last year. And that is, as I say, an average of over 10 every day. Uh, according to the figures released by the HSE, Portioncola had over 1,500 patients who left its ED without being seen in uh, 2022. It, it must be the ultimate example of how broken this part of the health system is, but that story features prominently as well.
0: Now the Goldway footballers will be out and to right the wrong this weekend when they face Monaghan at Pierce Stadium. <laughs>
2: They most certainly will because last time they met, Monaghan uh, won in Clonus back in 2021 and that saw uh, the home side survive in Division 1 of the National League and it saw Galway relegated. Uh, not that a win will be easy because Monaghan uh, last weekend they defeated Common, who, as I think everybody knows, had beaten Galway in an earlier round but hopefully home advantage uh, will tilt the balance. Anyway, that's previewed in sport and there's plenty on the Hurlers' defeat to Limerick, uh, Galway United's unbeaten uh, start to the season. Two games in, two wins. Uh, Sarsfields winning the All-Ireland uh, Junior B title. Galway's win over Kilkenny in the National Camogie League. It never stops. Thank God for it. So loads in the sports pages as well.
0: And what else have you got, uh, Dave, um the,
2: the Five pages of court, Keith. So if you were up in Loch Ballinasloe, uh, Gort, Toome or Nate, these are the pages for you. Um, Judy Murphy has a lovely piece uh, with a man called uh, Pat. O'Connor who used to be a fisherman oh, a I think piece, we're not allowed yeah. to call them fishermen anymore, it, it is absolutely, it's a lovely story uh, and he's now an artist and he's a psychotherapist and he has his art exhibition opening in Kinvara uh, this Friday night, so as you say a lovely piece, a couple of pages as well on the Garda uh, Youth Awards uh, highlighting honestly the incredible achievements of these young winners from across the county and keep there's loads more in there as well There is, going
0: back to the uh, five pages of coverage from Clifton, Gort, Lough Bell Lassau, and So and and I read them this morning and underneath that is that beautiful story about uh, CAVA and that art exhibition but you know my heart yeah. goes out to, to, two, to three people the family members involved the guard the shircona and the, the courts uh, the the judges themselves dealing with this on an ongoing basis It's like it's like reading a novel each and every one of them
2: well, it is. I mean, as the the old cliche, all human life, and you're right about the families, because the families don't play a part in this, but honestly, the bane, okay, this is not to make it about me or about us, but one of the banes of our lives, and I know that this happens uh, in, in Galway Bay as well, people coming in and say, will you keep that court case out, will you do this, that, and the other, and there are a few of them this week, and it's without fear or favour, because you know one of the problems with the, the legal system, one of the many problems, is that very often the only penalty that's paid is the publicity, because they're out the door before the conviction is dry on the page. Um, so it is, we don't do it for uh, our entertainment. It is actually part of the process. And as I say, it is sometimes the only penalty that is paid. But you, you'd think that you'd know the run of these things and then, uh, you know, one story is, is more bizarre than the other story a lot of the time. So that's why five pages, we could do ten pages, you know. But
0: they're each individual. I mean, there's families involved in every one of yeah. them. And there's one of them there were a garden up with his lip cut. Uh, but I mean, yeah. the, the patience of a Garda Sheikana must be tested at times but look, Well
2: yeah. the restraint as well that they have to show because like everything else if you so much as raise your hand back I mean this is part of the reason that Gardaí are looking for uh, body cams because uh, you know in, on a more, on a very serious level where you see what's happening particularly in Dublin with the protests and, and the the efforts to antagonise uh, Gardaí going about their duty and the threat to them going about their duty um, it, it, it really is unbearable So uh, you're right. I mean, they find themselves and put themselves in situations. Now, in that particular case, that was just people found on in a pub. It shouldn't have ended up in something like that. A guard that shouldn't be under threat as a result of something like that. But that's life.
0: It is. It was actually in Tesco Express on the Hedford Road on Donegal Tuesday. And the attendant, the shop assistant, had a body cam on as well. That kind of gives you an idea of how some wow. people have to go how far yeah. they have to go Dave listen thanks for joining us uh, Dave O'Connell joining us and joined by Valerie Kelly and Stephanie Columbani um, because local enterprise office GOLO uh, is gearing up for local enterprise week which runs from the 6th to the 10th of March with a variety of local events uh, taking place for small business communities and uh, we've got the full event guide here as well uh, but Valerie joins me on the programme Morning how are you today?
3: Good morning, Keith. Thanks Thanks. for having us on.
0: You're very welcome into the programme today, running from the 6th to the 10th of March. Um, There's something for everyone here, isn't there?
3: There really is. um, The 31 local enterprise offices across the country, they run their local enterprise week at the same time. Um, And here in Galway, we have a schedule of 18 events over the five days. So running from Monday to Friday next week. And including on that schedule, we have business advisory clinics across the county. So we have one in Toome, Loch Ray, Clifton, Gort and Ballinasloe. We have um, a mix of training courses. We have online spotlight events, um, information webinars. And we also have an in-person event. Our main event of the week is in the Salt Hill Hotel on the Wednesday.
0: A huge amount of work goes in though behind the scenes. We don't care about the other 30. You know, we only care about G and Galway. We don't care about the other 30. But you do a huge amount of work and you're always really at the coalface on this, aren't you?
3: We we are, and I suppose this is a celebration of all the work that we do throughout the year. We try to, um, you know, make sure that this week is action packed and that there's something there for everybody within the week. And uh, we have to um, ensure that I suppose that every type of business is catered for within mm-hmm. that week. So you know, the startups, the established businesses, the self-employed. And um, this year we try, uh, similar to last year, actually, we tried to make sure that we had online and in person, so that. Um, everybody could avail of it, depending on their circumstances. People could join in if they were um, online during the day, or they could actually turn up in person.
0: Stephanie, it's a it's a it's a short spell, but a, an awful lot in it. Yes, um, with our
3: um,
4: sorry, local enterprise week, uh, yeah. Keith. Yes, it is. And uh, we're very excited, really. It's going to be a great week. Uh, and as part of that, we have, um, we're launching our new programme, our Strategic Growth Programme for Female Founders. And uh, we're launching this on Monday. It'll be online and it's just 30 minutes, but the new program is um, tar- targeted at women who are looking to grow their business, pivot in a new direction or maybe if they're looking to increase their customer base or enter new markets. And uh, it's a two year program, so it's the first um, that we have ran and uh, it's it's going to be run over two years starting in April. there'll be uh, two phases for it. So the first phase will be um, one to two days a month and this will be in person and then the second phase will be ran over 18 months and this will be um, one morning a month and it'll either be in person or um, over Zoom calls.
0: And can I ask you I mean who are you targeting on this uh, Women Founders then? I mean if they've set up their business a couple of years ago and didn't engage with uh, the enterprise office, can they do it now? Or who? Uh, what's the best way to target people here? Yes,
4: absolutely. Um, it's targeted for um, women who are already in business and they are looking to grow it if they've kind of, um, I suppose, they're looking at their strategy and their plan and where they're going with their business, um, who their, their customers are now. They don't have to have engaged with us previously. Um, we are um, very happy to uh, work with um, all um, women in business Mm -hmm. Um, we like to work with um, because of the remit of the Leo is really um, if they're exporting or in manufacturing industries but that's not limited Um, but we will be looking and assessing the application so there will be an expression of interest form um, for it Well
0: well, there is a criteria so if they've opened a coffee shop or otherwise that mightn't fit into the criteria
4: It mightn't but we we are very open to talking to that business and if the programme isn't suitable we have mentorship and we have other training but we will talk to everybody um,
3: that does apply for it
0: and go through it. It's interesting, Valerie, so it is. Where can they get the full list? Because, I mean, we'd be here until Sunday if we were to read it all out, so we would.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's on, um, it's on our website. It's www.localenterprise.ie um, forward slash Galway. And uh, they can also ring the office on 091 509 090. And uh, the programme of events is there on the website for everyone to see. And I would encourage everyone just to have a look at the schedule to see what is suitable for them and um, the the program really you know it touches on every type of business that might need some sort of support so everything mightn't be for everyone but i would say look at the schedule and see what's suitable for them we really are aimed at theme of growth this week so we have a Accelerate your growth um, event on Sol- in salt hill hotel on the wednesday the 8th of march and that's starting at 10 30. And we have an experts, uh, a panel of experts who are going to um, discuss lean green digital export and innovation supports that the local enterprise office mm. um, has. And we would encourage everyone to come along to this in-person event. We have a networking lunch straight it, And then if you want to meet the experts, you can book a slot uh, to s- discuss your business with the experts in the afternoon.
0: Uh, is that International Women's Day as well?
3: It is International Women's so Day
0: as well. You'll, you'll be you'll be vying to get the ladies in, so well. Uh, exactly,
3: soul- but I'm sure there's plenty of men that won't be uh, engaged in in local or international Women's Day events that would like to come along to it. So we're That's hoping we'll,
0: we'll get both to the eighth and Saltill Hotel uh, mm-hmm. from there. So if you want to get further details, just www forward slash Galway, uh, or you can ring them on 091 509 090. And uh, get further details uh, from there. And then on what you're launching, uh, Stephanie, on Monday, uh, if they fit the criteria, they can ring you as well. 091-509-090.
4: Absolutely, and I recommend that they attend the launch anyways, hear a little bit more, and they will get an opportunity to talk to the programme facilitator. So it's an
0: online launch. So how, it is, yes. So do they go on to...
4: They can go on to the local, website Local and Enterprise
0: slash Galway and just register from there. That's it. Have you many registered already?
4: We have, yes. Um, we're nearly halfway full, so we're halfway full, so... Uh, it's good. We're um, nearly there, so it's a few more spaces. So,
0: so you've only have to go.
4: Have to go. Half,
0: half, half of what? <laughs> uh, last word to you, Valerie. Then, if they want to get details on this, they can do so. And um, there's, there's many supports there for people. They just have to engage, really.
3: They do, and I suppose that's that's always what um, the local enterprise office is about, is getting people to engage with us, um, come and talk to us about our businesses, avail of those business advisory clinics throughout the county, um, and there might be one close to you that it, it'd be easy for you to call to, and just engage with us so that you can find out about our supports um, within the week.
0: All right, listen, thank you both for joining us uh, today. Valerie and Stephanie can be contacted directly and you can talk to them. Uh, call 091 50 90, 90. That's 091 50 90 90. What a nice number to have. Mm-hmm. Guys, thanks <laughs> thank for you joining Keith. us thank today. Thank you, Keith. One. Not at all. Some of the comments coming into us uh, today as well. And uh, Keith, this uh, caller said, congratulations to all involved um, in trying to get leads on dogs. I'm afraid of dogs all the time and it's not easy, this caller said, and I'm fed up with them. Uh, Marching around the place Quick commercial break We're back just after these Marie Sherlock joins us next Stay tuned for that And more to come
1: Galway Talks In association with Tesco Click and Collect Allows you to collect your order Whenever suits you
0: Some comments coming in today Keith, could you ask Galway City Council To respond to the destruction of bird And wildlife habitats uh, today During bird nesting season Along the dual carriageway Between Briar Hill and Ballybrit Lights uh, the number of nests destroyed there were in the ivy, along with the dead hedgehogs and newts. Uh, they're being flittered by the machine, which is mulching everything. It's just shocking, so much for biodiversity. I'm uh, very disappointed with you, Keith, that you didn't have a conversation with the excellent Mary Amelia this morning, uh, just so people would know the excellent work done by the Tune Branch and their supporters. I did talk to Mary Amelia. Will you just settle down a small little bit, if you don't mind, please? We, we do our best. Uh, why does the internet keep going down in the Galway Clinic? Hard to keep in touch with loved ones. Mention it to the staff up there. May I Go down to Dennis or one of the lads, and they'll figure it out. Uh, now though, let me move on today. Do you know what? If you're very disappointed, I won't. Okay. I'm being spoken to in the headphones from above and below and beside. Very disappointed, Richie. You didn't have a conversation with the ex media. I did have a conversation with Mary Amelia. You must have just missed it. Anyway, domestic abuse uh, victims are being failed by the government, according to the Labour Centre. Um, Emory Sherlock, who joins me on the line today. And they claim that those who need domestic abuse leave are being failed by the government. The new Work-Life Balance Bill, which was passed this week, will see the introduction of a partial payment for those who take leave from work because of domestic violence. Um, but Labour said it's not worth the paper that it's written on unless victims receive the full rate of pay. And let me go to Senator Sherlock, who joins me on the line. And uh, Senator Sherlock, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us uh, today.
5: Good morning, Keith, and good morning to all
0: you listeners. And do you know what? Um, I never, I actually never thought this through until I saw this uh, last night on the brief. I mean, it's the kitchen sink we should be throwing at people who are trying to get out of domestic violence.
5: Yeah, and look, and I think that the first thing now, and to be very fair to the government here, like, is in the introduction of domestic uh, and and sexually based violence leave is is a really important and progressive um, uh, development. Um, uh, like up to now, anybody uh, in in the workplace um, who has to take days off uh, if they need to seek attention from a medical practitioner or go to a solicitor or go to the courts or try and temporarily relocate, you know, they're taking sick days or they're they're taking their holidays. So it's important that we very much welcome the introduction of this paid leave in the workplace. However, you know, let us be very clear that... um, if it is not at the full rate of pay, if a worker has to think twice about taking it, if there is a possibility that their abuser can uh, detect that they're taking this leave or indeed that their co-workers can detect because they're they're, they're getting less pay um, uh, that they're taking this leave, then I think there are very serious questions about uh, the take up of the sleeve, how effective the sleeve will be, and ultimately, as I say, that you know, somebody who finds themselves in that desperately sad situation of being in a domestic violence situation—if they have to think twice, then, um, then, then, you know, all of us as as legislators will not be doing the job that 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 we need to do. So but last sounds, night, but no
0: one, just oh, hold, hold. If you don't mind for one second there, I mean, to be honest, if somebody is in that situation, male or female, I'm not. I'm not too. Genderizing it, but if they find themselves yeah. in that position, it's their private journey. But surely there could be something done that if the, the employer in question uh, can continue to pay the person for the period of time, and that they can claim it back from social welfare or the government or otherwise, so that that's a double abuse, if you don't mind me saying so. If they're losing financially and they have to go to get assistance for the the abuse that they're receiving, it's 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 just not right
5: absolutely. Look, if they're going to be out of pocket at all, they won't take the leave. That's the long and the short of it. So, look, so it's important to say that, you know, we have made um, I suppose a number of pleas to Minister O'Gorman and the government to ensure that we hardwire into the legislation, that it's within the legislation that this leave is paid at the full rate. And the government have said that they're not willing to do that. They want a process whereby the the rate will be determined by the minister of the day, and um and, and 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 to be fair to Minister O'Gorman he has come back to us with amendments saying that you know he'll he'll include the expert groups, the likes of Women's Aid and others, uh, you know the refugees who are dealing day in day out and know the lived experience of those living with domestic violence and sexual based violence. Um, but but I suppose for us that doesn't go far enough because we want it we want a, a clear message to go out that 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 workers will be paid the full rate now it is important to say that Minister Gorman, when we did press him last night, and I think this is a, this is important for your listeners to, to, to hear, when, when we said to Minister Gorman last night, OK, you're not prepared to, to tell future ministers what to do, but what will he do as a minister? And he did say very clearly that he wants this legislation to be effective, that he doesn't in any way want to undermine the goal of the legislation, which is to ensure that there is domestic violence leave for those who need it, and that he he will, you know, wants to ensure that nobody that he wants to ensure that people's salaries or incomes will be secured. So we can take some sort of comfort from that that he has said that. But of course words are meaningless unless we see the follow-up action. And I suppose that is that's where we're now at, that we now need to see the government come out and say very clearly and categorically that domestic violence victims will um, get this leave at full pay. And, and while the Minister, you know, uh, tried to provide us some sort of comfort last night, their only words, we now need to see the follow-up action.
0: Absolutely. But also, I mean, their anonymity and their private life and all of that, that all has to be maintained for them so oh, that they're, they're uh, not, not going to work, uh, work colleagues looking at uh, them and feeling sorry for them or needling them. Or, you know, it's it's it is such and we've been on the journey. absolutely
5: crucial. Absolutely. And, and and look, Keith, unfortunately, you know, somebody who's going through a domestic violence situation, like it affects, you know, like is an uh, all the aspects of their lives, and of course, you know, if 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 they have a job and they you know needs that time off for all the you know the reasons that I spoke about at the start in terms of the need to get medical attention or go to solicitor, or guard, or go to the courts or whatever it may be, then you know it's 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 trying to 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 access that leave and maintaining a person's dignity, um, and 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 privacy, and so the way the legislation is set up is that a person will um. Uh, will take the leave and then inform their employer um, that take that you know the basis for the leave that they have just taken is uh, you know is, is is domestic violence or sexual based violence leave. So look, you know, I I think it is important to say other countries like Italy and New Zealand have led the way on this in terms of introducing domestic violence leave, and it has been at the full rate of pay. Mm-hmm. And and we, we, we it is crucial that we um you know as I said you know. M- the government have, you know, introduced this legislation. It's very welcome, but we now need to see them go the final yard to ensure that what they're introducing is effective. Because we all know there's lots of laws out there, and you know they're not worth the paper they're written on unless they're properly. You know, designed and we get the detail right and that, that was our clear message to the Minister last night, it has to be the full rate of pay. So look, it's, the ball is in the government's court now, they need to come back and send that clear message out that it will be at the full rate of pay because otherwise I think domestic violence uh, victims will be failed and, uh, and, the, and 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 the law as such will be no good to them um, because they, they 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 won't be able to ensure that they won't be out. You know, it will be the case that they'll be out of pocket if they take this leave. And and you know, bear in mind that. You know, particularly uh, people, of course, domestic violence can happen in all sorts of situations. But if somebody's already, you know, trapped in a low paid job um, and very much struggling to try and get out of the situation that they're yeah. in, then having to be out of pocket because they need to no, take a day that. off. R2 is just simply untenable.
0: All right, listen, thank you for joining us uh, today. Keep up the good work and let's hope that works out. And the likes of Cope Galway, again, if you're affected by the conversation we're having, uh, Cope Galway, domestic violence uh, section, they're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you, shouldn't, you don't have to leave your home, but you can make contact with them. And quite simply, we'll give you the number just after the news. I want to clarify something, by the way. Yesterday morning, we opened the programme with uh, Councillor Mulgain Maher in relation to another, in inverted commas, um, petrol bomb attack in Loch Ray. Uh, I just want to clarify, that was our understanding as we went to air and we did it in good faith and... Uh, but it's since come across indeed that it's not been investigated by the Gardaí and the fire in question was not suspicious. It was an accident. It was an accident um, which happened and the fire, the house went on fire and there was there was wiring and there was gas or something and, and the Gardaí are not investigating it and we're happy to clarify that and we hope that that takes... Uh, some of the fear out of the people of Loch Ray as well, uh, that it was actually an accident in that house, in Loch Ray. Somebody said, I think Mogi Mar needs to get his facts straight before he goes on the radio I live across from the people who lost their home the other night. Uh, In Loch Ray it was not a petrol bomb attack, it it was an accident. I'm quite happy to clarify that. It doesn't take away the problem in Loch Ray that uh, Loch Ray you are dealing with on an ongoing basis as are the um, Gardaí in Central Headquarters, in Moorook, in Galway as well. I mean, a lot of the aggravation that's been going on in the Loughborough area is drugs related and the Guardie are on the ground and they're investigating. And I'm quite happy to clarify that the house in question that we spoke about was not, um, it was an accident. So, quite happy to do it. And uh, Keith, Emily is entitled to the Warmer Home grant um, because her mom was on disability. She should just... Uh, get in contact. If that lady was not from Ireland, she would get everything for free. It's scandalous uh, the way she's being treated, this caller said. There's an emergency fund there for people who have to do work in an emergency. She needs to go back to the Goldwick County Council and figure out exactly what is going on there, uh, this caller said. Uh, Another caller said, um, do you know, is there any more collection points for Turkey that I can drop stuff into? and uh, Keith, I'm being charged hundreds of euro for electricity each month when I barely use any of it. You better get the meter checked. Call the ESB, get them out, get a family member to call the ESB. You should not be charged. Make sure nobody's tapped into your electricity, um, but um, you shouldn't be charged if you're not using it. Is it the ESB who checked the meters? I think the onus is on the owner, if it's an estimated bill that you get, uh, to have your meter read and to phone it into them from there. I think all dogs should be on a lead. Uh, I'm a pensioner and I'm scared when I see dogs not on a lead. It's very dangerous, Keith, and stressful. And Keith, all dogs should be kept on a lead. End of story. That's all I can say today. And uh, yeah, keep them on a lead from there. There's a huge amount of calls coming in about the dogs in Kappa Park. Let's head towards the Galway BFM news desk. And I want to give you a bit of music that you'll be humming for the rest of the day. I bet you will be. Do you remember Tavara and this lovely bit of music? a long time so it is and there you have more than a woman from Tavares and if you'd like a bit of music uh, played on this programme we'll play one in each uh, hour if we can at all but uh, just email comments at galwaybfm.ie that's comments at galwaybfm.ie I'll bet you'll be humming that for the day now
1: Galway Talks in association with Tesco find our award winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie